Welcome to the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. It's Indiana. Watford for the win! Yes! Yes! Unbelievable! Your daily home for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. Welcome to Indiana basketball. Smart takes the shot, and the Hoosiers with three seconds. Go ahead. Indiana wins the championship. Keith Smart is the hero. When my time on earth is gone and my activities here are past, I want they bury me upside down and my critics can kiss my Now here's your host, Matt Dennison. It's Indiana, what I feel is the pinnacle, the absolute pinnacle of all of college basketball. Hello and welcome in Thursday edition of the program. Glad to have you with us. And we've got big news that came out yesterday afternoon. Uh, We thought maybe the first thing that struck would be something with player uh, entering the transfer portal or some news about uh, somebody coming back or not been coming back. Uh, We did get that news yesterday. Christian Lander is going to enter the portal. But to be quite honest, the bigger and I think more surprising news to most fans is Dane Fife will not return as the IU basketball assistant coach on Mike Woodson's staff. Word began to get out yesterday afternoon, and it sounded like it might be him resigning the position, wanting to move on to something else, or maybe a potential conflict with Coach Woodson or the staff. And then as IU came out a little bit later in the afternoon and put out an official statement, You know, I guess depending on how you interpret it, he basically to me was, you know, asked to leave or not come back and done so according to the statement in a very nice way. So Dane Fife, uh, former IU basketball player, longtime Michigan State assistant coach and someone that never this never came from the school. But I think a lot of us, meaning media and fans, just assumed when Dane Fife was willing to leave the Spartans program uh, where he had been at the top of the rung in the Big Ten Conference working for Tom Izzo, who has got to be late in his career as a head coach. Uh, We assumed that when he came to Indiana uh, that he would be there for the long haul with Mike Woodson and that very likely if this Woodson uh, time went good, Dane Fife might be the next coach of the Hoosiers. And to see him out uh, after year one is 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 different. Now, I'd be lying if I told you when I talk with friends in Bloomington and others that, uh, and even some fans have picked up on it, that y- you wonder, was there a rift between Fife and Woodson? Um, at times, I had people mention, you know, he doesn't seem to be as engaged on the bench as you would think he would be, or, you know, Woodson doesn't seem to give him the attention on the sideline or during timeouts, maybe at times that he gives other assistant coaches. But definitely a surprise, despite rumblings before yesterday, uh, that he's not not coming back. And uh, we'll go through what the school had to say, and we'll also go through what Dane Fife had to say. Both put out really brief statements yesterday. But uh, that was, to me, the, the surprising news. The less surprising news, Christian Lander the first player on the IU roster to enter the transfer portal. And I had somebody uh, in his family, just as I was coming on the air today, uh, say Christian has already been contacted by Memphis. And so I would say there'll be no question that he's going to hear from a lot of schools based on the highly sought-after point guard he was 
coming out of high school. Of course, he reclassified and came out a year early. And on the on the Lander deal, uh, he just never could seem to get traction to get regular minutes, which would give him a chance to show uh, is he ready or not ready for Big Ten basketball. You have to wonder what things would have been like for Christian Lander at Indiana had he stayed and completed his senior year at a high school and not came to IU a year early. I wonder, I just can't help but wonder if that wouldn't have made his career in these first two seasons a different story. So, uh, but big news yesterday, Fife out as assistant, Lander entering the transfer portal, and I've got a feeling that, and this isn't slapping Indiana at all, but I've got a feeling that uh, this is just the beginning as far as off-season rumors and off-season movement. I don't expect to see anything else with the coaching staff outside of possibly Yashir Roseman, who has been rumored to be uh, really close with Kenny Payne. In fact, Kenny Payne now at Louisville helped him get connected with Mike Woodson through their connection together with the Knicks. So could there be another coaching slot come open? I think absolutely yes is the question. Uh, will there be additional players enter the portal or, or not return? Absolutely. That's going to be par for the course for uh, basically every college basketball program with the way the portal is set up. So we're in for a wild couple of weeks because on top of all that, you've got Trace Jackson Davis and Race Thompson and some of the other guys that we're kind of unclear of right now. Will they take a fifth year of eligibility or will Trace come back for another season or does he want to begin some sort of professional basketball career, whether it's the NBA or not. So a lot of a lot of movement coming up, but Fife and Lander yesterday, I think just the beginning of getting all this off-season movement started. And if you look at the transfer portal, I said this earlier in the week, every time I open up my, my phone and Twitter, uh, there's somebody else that has entered the transfer portal that you see come across uh, your timeline. It's going to be another wild and wacky year as far as the transfer portal goes. Welcome into this Thursday edition of the program. Let's take a look at the show lineup, a service of Honey Baked Ham in New Albany. Segment one coming up here right now. We'll go through some headlines and we'll have more on Fife. I want to read to you the statement that Coach Woodson put out to us, the media, yesterday. And then I'll read just a really brief statement that Fife also put out via his social media, his, his Twitter account. Uh, also, later in the show today, it's Thursday, so great timing. Alex Bozich of Inside the Hall is going to join us. We'll break down all of this uh, Fife and Lander news. We'll get into some other stuff with IU basketball as well. So a lot to cover there. Also, later today, later in the show, John Bodie. He's the head coach at Central Noble, and uh, that is the team Providence will play in the 2A state championship game on Saturday midday in Indianapolis. He's going to join us for a conversation on the Central Noble team. They've got a player, Connor Asijan, who is really good. He's headed to Wisconsin. So IU fans, uh, you're going to hear his name in the Big Ten Conference, I think, in future years. But Central Noble, really good. Uh, I think they and Providence, there are many similarities uh, in their rosters and how those teams play. And uh, we'll talk with Coach Bodie a little bit later in the program today. That's the show lineup, a service of Honey Baked Ham in New Albany. Don't forget to check out their dinner package deals, which are being offered. You can dine in, take them to go, and curbside service still available as well at Honey Baked Ham in New Albany. And also the Thornton's text line is open. I'd love to know your thoughts on Dane Fife leaving or being asked to leave or whatever 
term you want to use. Uh, he's not coming back next year, and clearly things did not go well. I, I think it's safe to say between him and Mike Woodson. So send us your comments about that. 502-414-1450. Again, 502-414-1450. The Thornton's uh, app, the Freshing Rewards app, uh, is a great app to get for offers and savings on fuel. You can use it every day and uh, download that Thornton's Refreshing Rewards app today. One other note before we get too far into the show, uh, speaking of uh, Coach Bodie and Central Noble, last night we had on Ryan Miller, the Providence coach, and also Providence assistant coach Lance Stimler, who played at Indiana. And uh, I asked Coach Stimler last night a little bit about the Dane Fife news as we uh, had a Twitter spaces last night, which is a new way to broadcast and have uh, audio conversations. And we had one last uh, evening for about an hour and a half with Coach Miller and Coach Stimler. We had some other guests that stopped by as well. Just kind of a, a state championship preview uh, show, basically. We talked about the semi-state, the big moments. We previewed Central Noble uh, and got ready for this, uh, this week with Providence. So if you want to hear that, if you follow me on Twitter, at Hoosier Hills, again, all one word, Hoosier Hills on Twitter, you can find a recording of that space that'll be up there for, I think, a 30-day period or something. But we had a lot of fun last night. A number of people were able to join us in that Twitter spaces live, and we had some others that uh, have listened to it since then as a recording. But a great turnout uh, for it a week ago when we did a semi-state preview show, and then a great uh, turnout uh, last night uh, for a state finals preview show with coach miller so make sure you check that out as well let's get into some headlines i want to read you what first iu put out uh, about the uh, departure of coach fife uh, the brief statement that we got from iu from coach woodson said quote i am committed to doing what i believe is best for the continued growth of our men's basketball program as we collectively work toward returning it to the upper echelon of college basketball. Sometimes that commitment can result in some very difficult decisions, and that is the case today. Ultimately, I believe that the fit must be right with a coaching staff, and I've decided that a change is necessary. I appreciate everything Dane has done as a member of our staff during the last year and as a player for our program. He will always be, heart, be part of the Hoosier family and I wish him well in future pursuits. Now, that's what Coach Woodson had to say. And then a little bit later, uh, it came out from Dane Fife. He, very positive statement. Quote, I love IU with every part of my soul and grateful to those that gave me this opportunity. Most importantly, I'm honored to have worked with the players on our team. They dug deep, never gave in, and will forever be remembered for their accomplishments. I became an Indiana Hoosier 25 years ago. I'm an Indiana Hoosier today, and I'll be a Indiana Hoosier tomorrow. Go IU. So that's both sides. Clearly, everybody taking the professional approach uh, in the media, as you would expect that they would, but lots of rumors out there. Uh, and there have been for a while about uh, Dane Fife and Mike Woodson, and we'll talk more about it with Alex Bozich when he joins us in the next segment today. Let's talk a little bit more about Christian Lander. Everybody puts out statements these days, so we might as well read Christian's to you. Uh, on his Twitter account, he said, first of all, I want to thank Hoosier Nation and fans for all the support these last two years. After talking with my family, I've decided to enter the transfer portal. I will always have love 
for Hoosier Nation. He came back later to say, I want to say to all my brothers that have been on this team last year and this year that I love y'all and we will always have a bond. A bond. Wish all you guys the best. Uh, in two seasons at Indiana, Lander appeared in 39 games. He averaged 2.4 points per game, one assist exactly per game, 1.1 turnovers per game, shot 31.7% from the field and 28.6% from the three-point line. And I think if you always look back at Lander's career game, his best game as a Hoosier, North Alabama, uh, his freshman year, he had 10 points, four rebounds, and three assists. And really got very uh, unusual, uh, not consistent minutes at all this year in the first year of Coach Woodson. So no surprise uh, that Christian Landers entered the portal. I think if you said pick a player that'll be first on this current IU roster to enter the transfer portal, and if you'd asked me that back during the season, I would have probably guessed that Lander would be number one, the most likely player to enter the portal on the current roster, and number two, probably the quickest to do it because he's had two years now with two different coaches where it just simply has not worked for him. And this is a kid that came into IU uh, again, leaving high school early, I'll always wonder what his career would have looked like starting this year as opposed to last year at Indiana. But uh, there's a kid that came in to Bloomington uh, with all sorts of national praise by a lot of different people that considered him the top point guard in his recruiting class. Uh, there's no, I mean, he, he came in as a very highly decorated high school player, even despite switching classes there near the end. So Lander in the portal, and I think, again, uh, we're going to see a lot more of that activity coming up a little bit later here, maybe as soon as next week. We've got so many uh, question marks out there on who's coming back and who's staying and who's going, and obviously we've already begun to hear names that Indiana and the coaching staff is reaching out to, and it's going to be a wild and wacky time. It always is here in the spring uh, to see how this roster is going to shape out for next season. That's a look at our headlines here in this opening segment of the program. A reminder, the Big X Sports Radio golf cards are now available. You can play golf at Chariot Run, Old Capital Golf Club, Elk Run, Valley View, and Christmas Lake in Santa Claus, Indiana. You can play these great courses for under $25 a round with the 2022 Big X Sports Radio golf card. Supply is limited, so you want to get yours today. BigXSportsRadio.com. Again, BigXSportsRadio.com or 812-725-1457. Again, 812-725-1457. We'll head to a commercial break. We'll come back in segment number two and be joined by Alex Bozich of Inside the Hall. More on Dane Fife, Christian Lander, and a lot of other IU basketball subjects. This is the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. We're back on the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. Join Matt Daly at 11 a.m. for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. I'll handle this the way I want to handle it now that I'm here. You f***ed it up to begin with. Now just sit there or leave. I don't give a what you do. Now, back to the game. Here's Matt Dennison. All right, we're back here on this Thursday program. Alex Bozich inside the hall. My guest, uh, no question about that. 
uh, each Thursday to talk IU basketball. And what a day here in the postseason uh, we have to talk IU basketball. Dane Fife, former IU player, uh, former Michigan State assistant coach for many years, uh, is not going to return to IU. It came out uh, early uh, yesterday afternoon, Jeff Rabjohns of Pigs.com with the initial report. Uh, you confirmed that with a statement from Mike Woodson that I read earlier in the show today, and then we heard from Dane on his Twitter account with a statement yesterday as well. Alex, can you peel back the curtains to any of this? It, it sounds like this was not Dane's choosing. Uh, it sounds like, based on what Mike Woodson had to say, the, this was a situation, a change that he thought was necessary uh, so I'm curious what uh, what you can tell us about what's going on here. Yeah, it was obviously uh, the way the statement was was worded. Uh, it sounds like a situation where Mike Woodson, uh, you know, let's just say what it is, fired Dane Fife, decided not to bring him back, decided not to renew his contract. However you want to phrase it, ultimately he was let go by Indiana. And... You know, this is something that's kind of been, uh, you know, you know, me and Matt, I don't deal a lot in rumors and speculation, and you hear things from time to time, and you have people bring things up throughout the course of the season and ask different things. I mean, this is something that, you know, if you read the message boards or the Inside the Hall community, it's been something that's been talked about a lot throughout the course of the season. Um, as uh, potentially not being the greatest fit with Dane Fife on this staff. Um, hard to know uh, what is exactly true and what is not. You know, we'll obviously at some point, I would think in the next couple of weeks, more will probably come out if Dane Fife talks or maybe he'll decide uh, not to and just move on. But this doesn't sound like it was the best of fits in terms of um, how uh, – how, how the staff meshed together is the best way I can probably put it. Um, could have been some potential missteps in recruiting um, that also had uh, to do with this. But ultimately, um, you know, when you look at how the staff was put together, it seemed like there was a lot of involvement uh, from Scott Dolson in terms of uh, his input on, on who would be in the staff and, and all that. And I don't know exactly, you know, what, you know, Mike Woodson's relationship with, with Dane Fife was before this, but I don't think they knew each other very well. And sometimes working relationships just don't work out. And uh, I think it's made more difficult by the fact that obviously Dane Fife is a former IU player, somebody who was on really the, the last IU team that made it uh, to the Final Four and uh, is very well liked by the fan base. But ultimately, Mike Woodson has to have the authority to choose his staff and choose the guys that he wants working for him. And that's his prerogative as the leader of the program. And, you know, based on everything I know about Mike Woodson, uh, I think there should be some trust from IU fans that he's making the decision that he feels in the best interest moving forward for the program. And, and that's, uh, and that's really, I think, uh, the most important thing, uh, I, I think, you know, in, in some ways it may not be viewed as the most popular move, but sometimes you have to be, make moves that are um, difficult if you're a leader of any organization. And if it wasn't working out with, with Fife and Woodson, I think it's best for all uh, involved that everybody moves on and Indiana looks forward to the future without Dane Fife. Alex Bozich inside the hall, my guest, talking about Dane Fife's departure from the IU program. You know, we'll never really know 
the inner workings of things. You hear rumors, but going back right. to when Mike Woodson was hired, you know, Scott Dolson was very active. Obviously, it was his job as the new AD to make the hire for the men's basketball coach, but he also, it seemed, helped broker a few additional deals, bringing in Thad Mata as a associate AD for men's basketball. And then uh, I've heard, and again, we don't truly know, but that he was a big part of getting Dane Fife to leave a pretty plush situation at Michigan State, a program that's had a lot of success. Tom Izzo uh, has been there now for many years, and you would think at some point in future seasons it's going to call it quits, um, and Dane Fife maybe would be a candidate for uh, that job as, as the assistant coach there to step in when Coach Izzo leaves. So you'll, I, I, I do wonder if Dolson helped bring everybody to the table and it does make so much sense to bring in a guy like Fife because he's been a Big Ten assistant coach at a very successful program and because he played at Indiana. And although he's a different generation than Mike Woodson, their paths may or may not have crossed that much over the years, but there was a connection as alumni of the program. So you wonder how much, I guess what I'm boiling it down to is how much decision was it of Mike Woodson's to seek out and bring in Dane Fife as an assistant coach early on and how much of it was uh, maybe a suggestion that this guy might be really good coach. You ought to talk to him. Yeah. I mean, just the way things were talked about initially, and I don't know exactly what went on behind the scenes, but, and you can remember back and correct me if I'm wrong, Matt, or the way you remember it is the same I do as the same way I do, but it seemed to me like it was very much like Scott Dolson was trying to put together this team of people to help, Woodson uh, with the transition to college. Obviously, Woodson was going to be running the show, coaching the team, making the decisions. But you know, bringing in Thad Mata, um, you know, retaining Kenya Hunter, who was somebody that was there. Uh, obviously, I think Woodson had to be okay with that. And I'm not saying that Woodson didn't, didn't bless the the Fife hiring, but but you, it kind of felt like Yasir Rosen was the only guy that 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 Woodson actually hired himself. It felt like the other the other names were kind of just like it was a collaborative effort and there was involvement uh, from, from numerous people to try to put this team uh, around him. Uh, not too dissimilar to kind of what we saw at Michigan with Jawan Howard where they retained an assistant coach. They brought in Phil Martelli from St. Joe's that was obviously seen as somebody who knew the college game. So I, I kind of understood it from that standpoint of here you have uh, a person that's worked for a long time in basketball, coached a lot of games, has never coached in college. So you want to surround them with the infrastructure to be able to succeed. And, and what better way to do that than to, you know, keep Kenya Hunter. He's been an assistant in Indiana and Nebraska, other high major schools. And, and Dane Fife has worked at Michigan State and played at Indiana, knows the Big Ten. But after you work with somebody for an extended period of time, you know, if you don't know them that well up front when you hire them, things don't work out. And and I think that's ultimately what this came down to is, is that there was, you know, differences in opinion and, and just the way that the, the two uh, individuals worked was different. And ultimately Mike Woodson's the one that calls the shots. And so I think uh, that had more to do with it than anything else, but it, it did. And, and, I mean, Matt, do you do you remember it the same way? It kind of felt like this was uh, put all put together and as kind of like a 
you know, an all-star staff to, to try to help Mike Woodson uh, adjust to college and, and maybe that backfired a little bit. Yeah, no question. I, I was very impressed with Scott Dolson and thought he was the perfect person uh, to help bring it all together because of him having such a deep connection to the program and the university. Mm-hmm. It's like, look, we're not just going to get Mike Woodson, a guy that's been in the NBA, but we're going to get Dane Fife, a guy that's been in the Big Ten Conference and had all kind of success. And uh, obviously right. Dolson had a connection with Kenya Hunter. And um, yeah, again, it all looked good on paper. But as you've said very clearly, a lot of times if it's not Alex Bozich hiring his staff or inside the hall, if it's a suggestion for me or someone else, it may not work if the personalities aren't the same. So uh, mm-hmm. good on paper doesn't always mean good uh, as far as in real life situations. I think everybody understands that. Yep, for sure. All right, Alex Bozich is with us Thursdays. Alex, I want to get to Christian Lander. Um, mm-hmm. As much as I was a bit surprised yesterday about the Fife news as it broke, I was every bit as much not surprised about Christian Lander entering the transfer portal. Uh, I, I, I thought it was just a matter of days until that announcement came. Were you surprised at all, or did you agree in, that it was very likely he would try to find or will find another home for next season? Yeah, I was not surprised at all, just kind of based on how the season progressed, how you know his role was very little at small at the very beginning of the season and he had injuries and even when he was healthy he never really was able uh, to play very many minutes at all so it, it didn't surprise me um, at all I don't know how to reconcile you know how he was ranked as a prospect to the production that he's shown so far as a college player because on one hand I do think inside you know there there's at some part of him there's a very talented capable player who could still develop into a a really good college player but at the same time it just there's a lot of deficiencies in his game uh his outside shot never really was reliable uh his strengths uh, i know he enrolled a year early but you just look at him compared to rob Fennessy and xavier johnson i mean physically weak compared to those guys and defensively he just wasn't ever able to do enough to stay on the court. I mean, every time it seemed like he would come out of the court, he uh, got himself into foul trouble or, you know, was out of position, made mistakes, and there was just really no chance for him to get minutes and learn and make mistakes. And a lot of that was function of the teams that he was on the last two years. There was a ton of pressure last year for Archie Miller to win games uh, because there was, you know, his job was on the line in this season a ton of pressure on Mike Woodson to win because everyone uh, expected Indiana to make the NCAA tournament. And I don't think there was much willingness from Woodson's perspective to just experiment with Lander and throw him out there and see what happens when you're trying to, to win enough games to get in the tournament. So I think he needs to go somewhere that's going to believe in him, uh, maybe drop down a level, obviously to, you know, maybe the Missouri Valley or, you know, just a kind of a lower level of basketball where he's going to get the opportunity to play, make mistakes, learn. Uh, he needs to get stronger, obviously. He can he can play immediately next season with a one-time uh, transfer exemption, so he's going to have a chance to go on the court immediately. I just I just don't think it was ever going to work out at Indiana. You know, he was there two years, and nothing really ever developed in terms of him getting on the court uh, consistently, and now Indiana's bringing in you know, Jalen Hood, Shafino, they're bringing in C.J. Gunn, the following class, they've got Gabe Cups. I just don't think there was 
uh, a future uh, for Christian Lander beyond what we saw this season in Indiana. So I think it's smart for, for him to move on and get an opportunity elsewhere. And also for Indiana, uh, you know, if they're not going to play him or, you know, uh, develop him in any meaningful way, I think it's best uh, that he goes elsewhere and tries to do that for himself. Yeah, going to be very interesting to see where he goes. I agree with you. Dropping down a level, I would think, would be very intriguing. But as I came on today, someone from his family said he's already heard from Memphis and many other schools, which is no real surprise. But um, And the other thing on Lander before we transition to the next thing, I just wonder what type, what, what his career would have at, at Indiana – uh, would have looked like early on had he did not leave high school early, had he not reclassified uh, if he had been a, a freshman this year. And uh, obviously, you know, that could have changed recruiting and Hood Shafino and other things that Coach Woodson and the staff were looking for or not looking for. But uh, just a situation where the guy was so highly sought of coming out of high school and, and so highly ranked, considered the best point guard in his class. And then all of a sudden reclassifies and it just never seemed to be able to catch up, uh, you know, from a, from a size perspective and a physicality perspective, I thought specifically. So interesting to see what happens next for him. For sure. Uh, hopefully he has some good options, but, uh, you know, I don't know if the answer for him is staying at the high major level. I, I, I do think there could be something to him dropping down a level and, going to you know a mid-major I think that might be beneficial because if he's not going to bulk up physically if he goes to Memphis or if he goes to any other big time school he's going to have the same problems that he had at Indiana in terms of not being able to compete physically and you know defensively he's he's got a lot of work to do you know Mike Woodson came in this season and, and produced a top 20 defense in his first year of college basketball he knows how to coach defense so uh I don't think it was that he was incapable of coaching Lander to play defense I just don't think that's one of the strong suits of Lander's game and so that's ultimately I think what's going to boil down to whether or not he's going to be able to find the court is going to be uh, if he develops in those areas all right Alex Bozich Alex we're up against a break but I want to I want to get one more quick thing in with you mm-hmm. uh, and I've had a number of texts about Fife and Woodson I'll read those here at the end of the segment but one message that came in said does Alex know if the postseason meetings with players and coaches have begun yet? I know that was uh, something that typically happens at at programs. And then normally after that is when you see uh, transfer portal announcements and, and things like that come out. Do you know if that's begun between players and Coach Woodson and other staff members? I would assume the answer to that is yes, based on the news that we saw yesterday with Fife being out and Lander transferring, I would, uh, you know, classes are in session this week in uh, Bloomington, and I would fully expect that, you know, the next couple of days and next week, even next week, there could be more news if there are going to be players, uh, further players moving on. So uh, definitely uh, going to be interesting to follow. But but my understanding is, yes, uh, that stuff has already begun. All right, Alex Bozich inside the hall. Alex, thank you. We'll do it again next week. All right, sounds good, Matt. Thanks. Want to go to the Thornton's text line here uh, and catch up on some text messages. Uh, interesting takes here. Uh, texter writes, firing Fife rubs me the wrong way. I would love to hear Dolson's take on this, and I can't wait for a Fife interview. I was lukewarm on the Woodson hire from the start, but having Fife helped me warm 
to the long-term plan. This negates that and wish it worked out differently. Well, uh, we won't hear from Dolson, and I think it's very possible that we really don't hear anything else, at least publicly or officially through the media from Dane Fife on this. Uh, to be quite honest, another texter writes, so many things to say today. First off, how much blame does Archie get for this mess with Lander? Did Archie talk with him before he reclassified? Did he encourage him to do so? Uh, hiring, and then uh, same texter writes, hiring Dane Fife made me like Mike Woodson's hiring a little bit more. Hard to know the Archie situation, but obviously you would think that the conversation would, that would be a big he would be a big person involved in that conversation if he didn't spur that conversation with, with Lander to reclassify. Uh, and also, Texter writes, uh, another Texter, it's really hard to imagine Fife being let go is a good thing. Assisting Izzo for years, you would think he would be an asset. Very, very curious what happened. And with Woodson, his response on the situation, if they want to get back to their winning ways, they better be a lot. there better be a lot of transfers and recruiting those players can't shoot. And uh, yeah, I think we all know at this point, one of the big off-season situations for IU basketball is bringing in some guys that can shoot and trying to figure out some shooting woes that some of the current guys have. I don't know if there's any question about that. We'll head to a commercial break. And when we come back, John Bodie, he's the head coach of Central Noble, the team that Providence is going to play in the 2A state championship game on Saturday. He will join us and uh, we'll kind of get a scoop on his key player. His name is Connor Asijan. Really, really good. He's entered the all-time top 10 scores in the state of Indiana history. And he's going to be a big part of the, the Central Noble team on Saturday. So we'll learn more about him and Central Noble coming up next. This is the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. Back on the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. Let's win this and for all the small schools who never had a chance to get here. Join Matt Daly at 11 a.m. for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. Let's win for Coach, who got us here. Here's Matt Dennison. And we're back Saturday, the state championship games coming up in all four classes here in our state and an opportunity today to learn more about Providence's opponent, a very good central noble team from just north of Fort Wayne, Indiana, the Cougars 28 and two on the season heading into this finale at Gainbridge Fieldhouse on Saturday midday. And with us right now, John Bodie. He's head coach of Central Noble uh, in his sixth year at the school, 13 years in our state as a head coach. And coach, first and foremost, congratulations. It's been an outstanding year for you and your ball club. Well, thank you. It, it has been a good year for us, and um, we're excited to get to play um, the last game of the season in 2A. I was reading a story earlier in the week from Kyle Nedenrip of the Indianapolis Star, who is a guest on this show each Friday. 
and he was talking to you about your star player, who we'll, we'll get to in just a moment. But uh, it, it was clear to me in reading the intro to his story that you've not only been a coach but a fan, a supporter of high school basketball in our state for many years. You've attended or watched the state finals uh, on television or been there in person, I think it was said, since 1977. So my question to you, Coach Bodie, is how does it feel to have your team headed to that same state final, that same state championship that you've watched for so many years? You know, as a player um, in the early '80s, and as a as a coach um, more recently, it's it's um, always been a dream to either go get to go there as a as a player or a coach. And um, you know, for for many people, it the dream doesn't come true. But uh, you know, I'm lucky enough right now to I'm getting to to live my dream. Yeah, great stuff, John Bodie of Central Noble. Our guest, Coach, uh, a little bit about your tournament run. Uh, you guys were winners of the Elkhart Semi-State a week ago over a good Carroll of Flora Ball Club in the uh, regional there at North Judson. Uh, got past Hammond Knoll and a very good Fort Wayne Blackhawk Christian team as well. In fact, going back to the sectional, you had to beat the, the number two ranked team in the final regular season poll, Eastside, who you guys played a few times this season. Uh, this has been a challenging path to get to Indianapolis. Yeah, we um, our our conference is really tough, and then you throw in that our sectional is basically six um, six conference teams plus Bremen. Um, it's 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 been a it's been a rough rough road. Um, you know, I, I really feel like um, I think as, as a team we feel like we would have we planned on making this run last year, um, and it's just our our sectional. You look at the Sagarin ratings is probably for the last six years been the toughest sectional in the state. And we just, um, the team that beat us last year, we beat them twice in the season and they, um, they slowed it down a little bit on us. We just didn't hit enough shots um, and got beat in a close game. Um, but I, I really feel like we could have made this one last year. And, and then this year, um, I feel like we're peaking at the right time. We're playing really well. I do feel like in our sectional, we were the, the best team all year long. We probably wouldn't have had that, that one loss if if Connor doesn't go down in the second half with an ankle injury, um, but it's it, you know when you get and then you get past sectional, every game is going to be tough. You know Blackhawk Christian's really good, defending state champ. Um, you know Carroll is very good, very physical, very good defensively. And then as we come up this Saturday, you know Providence is probably going to be one of the best defensive teams we've seen all year long. Coach, you have a player that I have followed for a distance now for a number of seasons named Connor Asijan, and he is quite the scorer, quite the player. He's going to play Big Ten basketball in Wisconsin. So for a daily show like mine that focuses on IU basketball almost each and every day, we're going to hear uh, Connor's name for years to come. Tell us a little bit about his game and what it's been like to coach a player of his magnitude who continues to move up and up and up the state's all-time scoring list. He's um he's a special talent. You know, I, I think um if he's not the best, he's one of the best shooters in the state, and he does it different way in different ways. Um, you know, a lot of guys can just catch and shoot, but he gets a lot of his stuff. But you know, coming off screens, off the move, um, he, he's grown his game since his freshman year in different ways. Um, from being just a, a standstill shooter to being a guy that can shoot off the move to a guy that can drive it. Um, he's become pretty explosive around the rim. Um, he, he just, he's a tireless worker. Um, spends a lot of time in the gym working on his shot. Um, and, and he's been, a, he's been a pleasure to coach. 
Coach, as you've watched him move up the all-time scoring list, passing just some tremendous names uh, in the high school basketball ranks over the years in our state, what's it been like? I mean, he's passing legendary-type players that have went on to have, in many cases, at least great college careers. Yeah, you know, for, for me, you know, you know, being the, the basketball junkie I am and seeing him pass up, you know, some of my favorite players of all time, you know, the Steve Alfords, the, the Alan Hendersons, the James Blackmans, just seeing him pass those names is kind of, kind of, um, you know, is this really happening? You know, he just, um, so it, it, there are some big time names he's passed up this year. Yeah, no question. We're talking with John Bodie. He's the coach at Central Noble. They will take on Providence Saturday at Gainbridge Fieldhouse in the Class 2A state championship game. You know, I always find it interesting when we have different coaches on, especially from other areas outside of southern Indiana, to find out what this ride has been like, not only the postseason but the regular season as well with all the wins and all the success. Your small community, I guess a little what, northwest maybe of Fort Wayne, I think is an accurate way to describe it, uh, yes. what's it been like to go through this run with a school that I think four years ago won a girls' state championship, and now with some great players has seen this team coming together the last few years? Yeah, we I, I've been at Central Noble six years, and um, it's really the program is really down. Um, I think the previous twenty five years, maybe five winning seasons in the previous twenty five years, and um, we were able to change the culture pretty quick, and um, you know. It, it was. I ran a summer league in Garrett when I coached at Garrett, and Central Noble was all they was. They were in the summer league, but kids were always missing, and um, coaches always call me the day of and, hey, coach, I'm not gonna have enough for a JV team tonight, and and we I got the Central Noble, and that, that's the first thing we changed. You're you're gonna be where you're supposed to be when you're supposed to be there, or you're not playing basketball, and um, it started, and it it, it it's been a a blast um, making that change. And, you know, the community has accepted it, loved it. Um, we've had a great following by six years, all six years, and it's just grown. And the, the community support, you know, people tell me, hey, Coach, um, let me know how much money you need. I'll, I'll pay for your, your summer shootouts or whatever. Just the community support, support has been awesome in my six years at Central Noble, and it, it, it's, been, it's at, a, at a peak this year. Now, Coach, obviously Connor uh, is is the key for your Central Noble team, but there are some other players uh, that are very important on this roster as well. Can you take us through some of those names that uh, fans at the game on Saturday m might see in addition to uh, Isijan stand out to, if Central Noble is going to win this thing? Yeah, Logan Gard, is our, he's our center. He's 6'7". He's going to go to Trine and play next year, but the kid has just improved so much in the last three years and um, he's really athletic um, strong and uh, you know he, he's our he's, he scores around the basket he, he can hit the pace up jump shot and he defensively he's our rim protector he um, we can do a lot of different things defensively like, like we're not, not helping off perimeter guys because we know we have Logan back here protecting the rim and then Ryan Schroeder is um, a big big time role player for us you know I think a lot of other teams without a Connor Reiner probably averaged between 12 and 15 points a game. He averages about eight points a game for us, but he, he leads us in assists. He's our best defender, um, and he, he just makes game-winning plays. And then, you know, Connor Lemon is a kid that can take some pressure off Connor shooting the ball. He's a really good three-point shooter. Um, 
he started off as a catch and shoot guy and he's gotten more into where he's, he's driving a little bit more now. Um, Jack Andrews is our starting point guard, just a steady, steady ball handler for us. Um, we bring Noah Shepard and Sam Ecesian in off the bench who come in and, and um, kind of pick things up defensively for us. So we'll, we'll, we'll go seven or eight deep, but they, all these kids have accepted roles um, better than any team I've ever coached before. Coach, as you get ready for Providence on Saturday, obviously two teams, very successful uh, coaches that have some some history of success. Coach Miller as a player, uh, more so young in his coaching career, but uh, has, has done good things in his time at Providence. You now six years at Central Noble, changing the culture there. Uh, what, what have you learned about Providence, uh, despite all the distance between the two schools, as you begin to prepare for, for Saturday's final? You know, my son-in-law, they, they scrimmaged against him um, in their scrimmage game this year. So I, I've talked to him a little bit. But, you know, I've watched probably eight games so far, their last eight games. And I, I think they're very good defensively. They, they do a few different things um, defensively that, that, can, that can hurt us. Um, we're going to have to run our, our motion really, really well. We're going to have to screen really well and cut really hard. But um, they, they, they're in the right spots defensively. They, they play hard defensively. Um, they, all all the players on the team are willing to take charges, so we we got to be very disciplined on how we attack the basket. Um, but I, and they have you know kind of a balanced attack offensively. And I know I know number ten, um, the K line kid is uh, probably not pronouncing that right, and I apologize, but average is twelve point four. But after that, they're pretty balanced, so they're going to be a, a tough um, tough team for us to defend with all their balance. Coach Bodie of Central Noble, our guest. You mentioned your son-in-law. You've got a connection down our way here in southern Indiana, Chandler Pribble. He's uh, at Eastern Pekin, a young coach that's up and coming. So uh, I'm sure you stay in touch with him and have a feel for this part of the state as well. Yeah, we, um, my, my wife and I, we're not playing on a Saturday night. or um, We try to make it down. We think we made it to two or three games this year. Um, I'm really proud of what he's done at Eastern. I think he's um, – made some changes there and kind of turned the people, people in that community back onto Eastern basketball. And he's done a really good job and um, he's going to, he's going to be a great coach. Um, um, he's, he's, he's going to be much better than me someday. <laughs> he, may, he may be there now. John Bodie of, of Central Noble, kind enough to come on with us and uh, preview his team's perspective for Saturday's state championship game. Coach, it's great to talk with you. Very much look forward to uh, seeing your team play on Saturday, a special day in our state, 1A, 2A, 3A, 4A. All those championship games are always fun. And congratulations on a wonderful season. We'll see you in Indianapolis. Thank you. I appreciate it. All right, again, uh, that is Central Noble coach John Bodie with us wrapping up this Thursday edition of the program. I think should be a really good 2A state championship game uh, coming up on uh, Saturday. Well, our pregame coverage, by the way, depending on how that 1A game goes, we'll be on the air about 12.15, and the game is scheduled to tip off sometime around 12.45 from Gainbridge Fieldhouse in Indianapolis. And a, a reminder, we had Coach Miller on a Twitter spaces last night. We talked for an hour and a half or so. If you want to find that, you can listen on demand uh, at, by following me on Twitter, at Hoosier Hills. Oh, all one word on Twitter. That's going to wrap things up for this Thursday program. I'll be back with you Friday. Dylan Wallace will join me on Friday for more on IU. 
uh, Kyle Nedenrip of the Indianapolis Star as well. So a busy Friday show coming up. Keep an eye on the transfer portal. We'll talk with you tomorrow. This is the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison.